This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining the Tahana Bank podcast, sponsored by Six Hours Out and Old Zoological Bar. I am your host, Nathaniel Witto, and I'm joined by Will and Ant. And Ant, you're smiling. Explain yourself. <laughs> uh, you went on mute for the video, so I could hear you breathing. Uh, well, I was thinking that um, maybe people did hear me breathe, so I'm sorry about that. But a loud that, sigh midway through. That's it. Was uh, just clearing my throat because I'm preparing because I'm very professional. So. Uh, um, I mean, the first thing I've got written down here is uh, Gavin Ward. So shall we start with a 10-minute rant from Will? <laughs> no, no, because we needed to keep clean, and I can't swear. Uh, well, stop doing that. Well, I mean, what, how else are we going to fill the time? Because that's the only thing I've got written down. I was just relying on you. He's. I feel bad because I don't want to have a go at referees, but he's just not very good, is he? He's not very good. He's really not very good, is he? Um, I mean, I'm I'm not sure whether this one was quite as aggravating as the uh, home game, which I went to, because that was really terrible. No, it wasn't. There were a few penalty shouts, maybe for handball, that we could have got. I think people were talking about that after the game, but it wasn't quite as bad. It's just really unpleasant that another um, whole game with Gavin Ward as the uh, referee, um, you know, how on earth they decided it would be a good idea to have the referee with maybe the worst uh, uh, you know, performance of the season in that first game and then given the return fixture. Um, it, Perry Sports, it sorry. Dodgy. Yeah, it's it a bit dodgy. dodgy. Yeah, Perry's gone a bit early and saying, I can't see it personally, but we'll be incredibly close. I don't know whether he's talking about uh, the intro or um, the uh, Rotherham game uh, that we're looking ahead to. And Kirst says, hey, guys, which is very nice. So uh, I guess 
there were some positives from the game. Slater scored, that sort of thing. So, uh, Ant, give us your general well, thoughts on a, a on an away draw against Reading, but perhaps one we would have liked to have won. It was a frustrating one. Uh, more so because the performance against Burnley was so promising that if we'd even played to you know 60-70% of what we did against them, we'd have, we would have beaten Reading 2 or 3 nil. Um, it's just you know another case of the fact that we always tend to play better against the sides we expect to lose to, and then you know the games where we we should be you know trying to be on the front foot and winning we we just can't seem to take the impetus and control the game and I just think that it was one of those really like it was really really sort of it was a dull game I thought first half you know I thought we were probably the better side and deserved to be one nil up and then the second half we just allowed ourselves to get into you know a, a bit of a physical battle and then you know one. I, I, I want some mistake, a bit of a mishap at the back, you know, and the ball drops to Carroll of all people to smash into the back of the net. It was, it was frustrating more than anything because I don't think they actually had any chances other than the one that they scored. But I also don't think we had that many chances. It's just, you know, it was a very end of season game. There was, yeah. there was, there was, you could tell it there was nothing like, on the line. It felt, like, it felt like two teams that were on the beach. The. Yeah. Obviously, at the time of the game, Reading may have been on the beach, but they're probably not anymore. Now they're going to get a six-point deduction. Hmm. That feels like they, Reading have had a six-point deduction every year for the last decade, though. Um, but they probably deserve it. Um, you know, the the uh, ownership there's pretty terrible, and they deserve um, it just for having Tom Ince. Oh yeah, and they deserve it for just having Poland's as well. And I think they deserve it because they've taken you know four points off us when we've outplayed them pretty much or had so much possession against them uh, in the two games and we've not been able to beat them, which is frustrating. So hopefully if they go down, then we're not going to have to play them again. But yeah, I- I'd written in the notes, uh, are we on the beach? You've both said we are. That's a little bit worrying considering that there were nine games left um, you know, at the start of the Reading game. So, uh, I mean, what are our expectations for the rest of the season? Do you think we can sort of get off the beach and, and finish the season strongly? Because I think that's quite important for Rossinia and a few players that maybe haven't been in the team but still have a chance to get into that and uh, be, you know, have a positive summer, perhaps. What, what do you think, Ant? Um, I don't. The thing is, is like, yes, there's nine games left to play, but um, realistically, are we going to lose? I, I would assume you'd have to lose nine, eight, or nine of those at least to be dragged into it for the final couple of games. I don't Pretty think we're going to do that. Um, you know, we've only lost five times. It's five times since Rosini has taken over, and that's that was in November. Um, yes, we don't tend to be, you know, scoring lots of goals or winning games at the minute. Um, but we've turned what would normally be losses under Shotter into draws under Rosy. Um, you know that 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 lack of ruthlessness in the final third, that bit, of, you know, composure, you know, creativity in the final third. We've just been missing it all season. And, you know, you can probably put it down to the fact that we've had such a horrid time with injuries. There's been no consistency. You know, players get momentum and then they get injured again and they're back out of the squad. We're missing people like Connolly and Tete that they offered us so much promise in that attacking sense. And it's uh, you can imagine how frustrated Rosinia is, how frustrated, you know, the players are themselves in the changing rooms. Oh, yeah. I just think that, you know, barring an absolute Grant McCann-esque capitulation, mm. We're not going to get dragged into that that bottom three fight, and we're not going to go into the you know the top six fight. We we are we're just fine. The, the 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 fact that the league's so close this season, and we're sat in fifteenth for like fifteenth is pretty much the mid table this season. Um, so yeah, I, I just think the sides below us, 
you know, they don't they haven't got enough enough in them to catch us. Um I think most of them actually play each other quite a few times as well. So they're gonna there's no real chance for them to make up enough ground and like I say, I don't, I can't see us losing the amount of games needed to be dragged into that. Mm. Yeah, it's just I think because of the uh, the money, and I think we might talk a little bit about uh, the money we've spent later on as well. It's a bit of a shame if we do finish perhaps bottom half uh, with a definitely a maybe even a top six budget. But uh, I think the main thing this season was to consolidate. And uh, I mean, Gabe Sutton asked me about it yesterday. What what's City's target for this season? Really. If we finish with more points or significantly more points than we did last year, that's that's an improvement. Even if we don't finish um, top half or in the playoffs, um, so I think I mean we had fifty one last year, uh, so one forty seven now. I think we'll definitely get past uh, fifty one. I'd be surprised if we don't break that. Well, yeah, I mean I think perhaps we'll get up to fifty. Uh, although maybe I've jinxed it um, on Saturday. And then uh, it's another seven games after that. So I think main thing is just to consolidate. And uh, which players in the City squad at the moment do we think really need to have a good last eight games of the season so that they're sort of in the thinking for the summer? Um, I mean, of course, one is probably, even though I don't want to say it, probably Ryan Longman because uh, his performances statistically, even though I, I disagree with the statistics, haven't been ideal. Um, I guess he's one player, but uh, there's probably a few others. Maybe Ryan Woods. He, I mean, he's been injured, but has he been? You know, is he going to play over Seri or? Um, and I guess uh, maybe Aliar. I know he's been. I mean, a lot of these players I'm mentioning will have been injured, but the will. Who else would you put in that category? See, this is the thing because, as you say, some of them, a lot of them have been injured, so they've not had a lot of game time to sort of show themselves. Um. And I think it's weird. It's been a weird season. I think you can almost write off the first half in a way because it yeah. was just a disaster, really. Um, I think well, it's a boring answer, but I think all of them have got to because every player should not think their their places assured in the team, apart from maybe Seri. Um, so but why why Seri though? What if he has especially... eight awful games? I don't care. He's right. He's Jimmy Kelsey. He's amazing. Yeah, he is amazing. But I think there are a few other players that perhaps. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's, there's, there's plenty of players who can justify being regular starters and not having to worry about where they are next season. But I think that's just being you, you're taking your eye off the ball if you do that as well. Mm-hmm. I get where it's coming from. I agree with Will because realistically, you know, you've got. A squad of players, barring three or four that that Rosie brought in in January, that that went his squad, um, that obviously aren't up to the fitness levels that he wants, um, may not be as uh, good on the ball in possession as he wants, may not be as you know uh, willing to press high as you know that he wants. This is now players' chances to. They've now got to prove whether or not they can be a part of this system next season. Every single one of those players needs to be playing for a place in the squad next year because you don't know what's going to happen in summer. None of us know what's going to happen in summer. We don't know if it's going to three or four of them could leave and then three or four be brought in. Loan signings might <clears throat> might be brought brought in permanently. So you've got you've got a lot of players that are playing for the futures at the club, um, and you've got a lot of players that you know might find themselves on the fringes next season that, that won't want to be on the fringes and they want to you know think they'll be starters elsewhere and maybe looking to move on in summer and, you know, trying to find out where their future lies. So you're looking at players like um, Ali R that's that's come with such promise and we know how good he can be. And he's had 
he's had a torrid time with injuries since coming to us. So you'd like to see him have a nice, consistent run now from the end of the season to really show mm. us what he can do, like he did it towards the end of last year. Um, you know, you've got Regan Slater that I would like to see play a bit more in the middle now towards the end of the season, where he tends to pick up his goals. Um, two fan, you know, got a point to prove. Can he? Can he? You know, work hard for ninety minutes every game. Um, you've got Louis Coyle, who's got you know Cyrus Christie to come back. Can he? You know, force the issue and and say, well, I deserve to be starting as well. Cal Melder, you got you know, it's 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 a huge summer coming up. So these last few games, they can't really afford to be on the beach because I don't think Rosini is the kind of guy who will hold on to them just because he likes them. They've got to fit his plan and his system. And you know, Adjin like you say, has invested a lot in the team this season. We'll probably invest again in summer. Um, and the realistic game next year will, I would imagine, be top half at least as a bare minimum. So you've got to have players here that are ready to to improve and adapt in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's probably the, the lone players. So, um, and of course, they need to play because if they don't play well, there's no way we're going to be signing them in the summer. Uh, I think every way we've started to see the best of him. Played really well against Burnley yeah. and then Reading was also pretty solid. Uh, and then, of course, commonly we all like the look of him. But it's just been unfortunate that he's injured. I think, I think he's back I on. I think Connolly will be with us next season. Yeah, I hope so because I mean he's only I played like really four games. I was at four or five games until he got injured, and hopefully he isn't another one of those players that that is always on the uh, you know fitness uh, you know table injury table is it um, operation table maybe. Um, so hopefully he can you know start playing. I think he's back for the Sunderland game after Rotherham, um, and then Darlow's yeah. been doing pretty solidly. I know uh, Ingram's back in contention, but pretty sure Darlow will will, will start again, uh, and then maybe Elder and Kyle because I know they're two of the uh, longest serving players. Elder's definitely a longest serving player. Um, I know with uh, with Greaves, who's been pretty good at left back as well recently. I guess if Elden can stick in the team, because didn't he play against Reading? He's been in and out of the team. Uh, well, so mm-hmm. the thing for Elder as well is he's contracted up at the end of the year, at the end of the season, yeah. I believe. Or it's but so he's looking to get a new contract if he's going to stay as well. Yeah. Well, because we've uh, used the extension on his contract, right? So it would have to be a whole new one. Yeah. Because uh, I, I assume yeah. this is his fourth year, so that must have been the fourth year extension. Um, but I think he's done relatively well. I think, I mean, Gabe, again, was asking me about uh, Jacob Greaves and his evaluation. And I was sort of saying that perhaps it's not going to be as high as a Bowen or a Potter because, um, I mean, Elder's been playing well at left back and he's not been the first player on the team sheet like those other two players were. So I guess I'd ask you to, how, how do you value Greaves with how he's been playing this season at left back and, and whether Elder's worth sticking around because of how well they've competed? He's, he's, our, he's easily our most valuable player, I think. Obviously, that's just taken into account his age, nationality. You know, you always get English tax on him. Local lad up through the youth academy. He's going to be the next one. Obviously, with our new model of, of bringing players through and then selling them on for bigger fees, he he will. I I I fully expect him to go in summer. Um, I just think it makes sense. I think he has been a victim of the fact that obviously we we lost the three at the back um, system. If if we had you know the the, the three at the back again, he'd, he'd obviously be on the left hand side with Maka, just like it was last season. Um, but the form of McLaughlin and G, uh, Jones since you know he was brought back into the team, Maka, it's just he's kept him out. You know, it was unfortunate timing for his injury as well, um, which allowed Elder back into the side. So, um, 
you know, just because he's out the squad doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just means that the form of the players in the squad are keeping him out. Um, but in summer, he's going to obviously, if he gets, if he gets um, some some proper interest and, you know, a decent bid in summer, probably, I would say, around the 10 million mark, just below, just over kind of thing, he would go. And I, I think it makes sense for him to go. Like we say, we've got an able body replacement in Maka. Um, and that money would, sorry, being reinvested in the team for probably, I would imagine, the, the attacking side of things that we probably need to improve on, as well as finding a left-back and, an, and then another understudy centre-back to go behind Macker and Jones, because I can't see Fig staying either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you agree with that, Will? Pretty much, yeah. Um, I will say, though, that I think Greaves, he can't accept anything less than about £150 million. I think that's a bit of hyperbole, perhaps. Because uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I do, I do, I do think he's going to go in the summer as well. As much as I love him, and I won't be surprised if the team that came in for him in the last summer, Middlesbrough, hopefully when they get to the Premier League ahead of Sheffield United, um, I won't be surprised if they wanted to come back in and try and get him because they'll probably be able to get him for cheaper than what they offered him before. To be honest, yeah, yeah, because it's not been. Well, the best season for him, and he's been playing out of position. Uh, but I mean, I guess he's done pretty well. But he's a year older, and um, I think you know, if we do get what maybe 10, 15 million around there, maybe ever so slightly less than Lewis Potter because he's not an attacking player. Um, if we can use that on you know, reinvest that in the team, and we've already got a, a, a solid centre half um, replacement in McLaughlin, I guess it would be more that left back that we could go and get and uh, you know and, and perhaps an improvement on uh, elder that wouldn't be that bad i mean i've said it so many times because i think this year that losing greaves wouldn't be as anywhere near as bad as bowen or lewis potter um so i think again you know we're going to get onto the financial side of it but perhaps selling him wouldn't be that bad um so i guess the last thing that i was thinking about after the reading game was uh 147 points i said i'm happy just to get like five more to get more than last season. Uh, there's eight games left. I think we have the toughest run in, uh, run in of any team in the league. We with do. The highest uh, positions we have to play against. So, Will, for you, um, 147 points, what's a good target to get to, which you'd be happy with? Was it more just the quality of the performances? I mean, I, for a bad degree with you, it was like getting more than we got last season, 50, what was it, 51? <laughs> so, the aim for maybe, I think Liam will obviously want him to get like 60. Um, yeah. at least but uh, 55 I think I'd maybe aim for um, but I, I don't think matter, position wise I think we'll be about the same place we are now regardless of how many points we get yeah. Um, but yeah I'd aim for 55 it's usually 50 points is well usually 45 50 is the absolute guarantee of staying up in this league usually um, so finish with points to spare on that I'd be very happy yeah, I, th- I think so. I think 55 is probably reasonable, but uh, it's going to be tough because of the teams we're playing. So, uh, what but do that's you think it, that's the thing. Yeah, you'd, you want to aim at like at least a point a game, don't you, for the remainder of the season? Yeah. As an average, so like, what's that, nine, nine, eight, nine games left, something like that. So, you know, 55, 56 points. Um, just, to, just to show obvious improvement on, on last season, and I know we've obviously got. Um, a better quality squad and we've spent quite a bit more obviously than the, the, the team we had last season but like we say that that first half of the season up to November we, we just we're playing catch up for the rest of the year so yeah. to actually finish on more points than last season would be 
an achievement in itself, considering we look destined for League One under Shotter. Um, you know, we like we say, we've Rosinia's biggest test to come in was to make us defensively solid, and he's done that. Um, you know, the final mm-hmm. piece of the jigsaw is just sorting out the uh, uh, <laughs> the, the the scoring goals. We just can't seem to crack out how to score more than one goal lately. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that that'll come obviously with a with a good full preseason and and hopefully a lot less injuries next year. Um, we should see a lot better. So yeah, I would. You know, improvement on last season, you're looking at 55 points onwards, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I think that's probably quite a reasonable uh, suggestion. Um, we're not going to touch on it too much, but uh, a few weeks ago we were talking about Ajahn perhaps buying uh, Dundalk FC in Ireland to send a few players over to develop. Um, it seems that maybe uh, uh, Dundalk, you know, is, is too expensive, so perhaps Ajahn is going to go sign uh, or buy Shawbourne FC instead. Um, they're a much smaller club, I know, because um, I checked they're usually in the second division of Ireland, but have just been promoted to the first division and stayed up last season um, in a seventh out of ten spots. So it's not a very um, you know busy league, really. There's there's only ten teams, but uh, I mean, I don't think there's much to talk about that because it's not been confirmed. I think just reiterating that it would be kind of cool, I guess. Uh, and help uh, helpful, but um, it's, ju- it's just a loophole around Brexit transfer mm. regulations and that. Into it. It's just a way to bring in players from from abroad into the actual UK because Ireland is obviously here, but not part of the United Kingdom. So it's not the United um, Kingdom, but it's got it's got better it's got better restri- it's got easier restrictions than the rest of Europe. Yeah, yeah. So. Of course, that's been in the news for ages since the that um, what do they call it in Brexit? The uh, back thing. I can't remember. I don't I, I want to talk about Brexit. Oh, oh yeah, well, it's not then. But perhaps uh, Uriel Chelly, the the uh, Peruvian wonder kid that we signed, will ha- perhaps go and tear up the Irish league in a, a year yeah. or two, and then he can come and play for us. That'd be nice. Um, so yeah, well, we've mentioned it a few times, but um, the report of the financial side of things came out for last season. Apparently, we made fourteen million profit. And you were talking about some weird loan thing. Do you want to quickly explain what you know about that? There's not much to explain because I'm I'm not going to pretend to understand the financial side of football at all. I would recommend going to Kieran Maguire's Twitter feed if you want to see a more accurate uh, representation of it. But apparently, obviously, we made 14 million for the 21-22 season, and that includes obviously Adjun writing off the 20 million pound loan to the Lambs and uh, uh, player sales. So I would assume. Because uh, the thing is that I don't actually know if uh, the loan's contrib- uh, a part of FFP, so I don't know. I mean, that's not mentioned in it, but it would be interesting to see, obviously, because it's only just come out before we started this, so I've not been able to read any further yeah. comments that he puts underneath. So, yeah, have a look at that, because this season's I think, will be really interesting when they come out um, to see what spent on with free travel and increased wage budget. And then you obviously got the flip side where we sold Keen Lewis Potter, but we've got increased match tickets. And, you know, it's it's always a side of football that is quite complicated. But uh, thankfully, you've got people like Kieran Maguire that can, you know, explain it in a bit of layman's terms for us. Yeah, that, that's the thing with the last season's accounts is obviously because of the takeover, it's very weird to read. It'll be nice to see this season's when we've had a full whole season under Adjun. But we'll yeah. do that for another year, pretty much. That's the problem. Yeah. Who knows what where we'll be by then? Could be 
literally anywhere in the table and you know still in either the Premier League or League One we, we don't know although I think that's extremely unlikely uh, so looking ahead to the Rotherham game a uh, few injury things to talk about firsthand uh, unfortunately Aaron Connolly won't be back fit um, for the Rotherham game initially it was you know touted that apparently he was going to be able to play um, a few weeks ago but yeah he's been a, a you know we talked about him he brings such energy and that aggression he's helped to get the best out of oscar in those few games so hopefully back for the last seven games of the season uh ryan woods and matt ingram are back although i'm not sure either then i don't think either of them will be involved no uh and uh pelkas poor guy he's had food poisoning and has been in hospital so Best wishes to Dimitros Pelkas. He's had a very unfortunate season, um, you know, because when he's played, he's been okay, but he's never really had enough of a run of games before getting injured or being struck down with food poisoning again. So, uh, I mean, I'm not sure even if he has, well, I guess if he has a great last few games, maybe we want would want to sign on, sign on a permanent. But I think uh, Racine has talked about wanting players that are always fit and he's, I don't think he's ever going to yeah, be able to do that. I don't time. think we're going to see him after yeah. this season. I think he's going to stay. Probably similar to Cynic and, and Tufan, who's actually played relatively well recently, but uh, more of a um, Fenerbahce sort of fan um, sort of marketing ploy rather than a sign that was, mm. you know, we're really hoping was going to work. But, you know, hopefully if we look this time next year and we see that, we, uh, you know, Ajahn's made lots of money off Pelkas Solstice shirts in Turkey, then uh, I guess it'll have worked out. Um, and uh, we wouldn't have even needed to sign him on a permanent deal. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So the major thing uh, to talk about with the Rotherham game is a sellout crowd. Although, Will, you want to be a pedant for a moment? It's not a sellout yet. No, but it almost is. Mind you, it has yeah. been a sellout at times, hasn't it? Because they have to keep opening new tickets. Well, no, because so- the West Up the West has been open the entire time and it's never sold out yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, but I'm going to be in the West Upper Stand. I'm look, very looking forward to it. So uh, how do we see the game going on Saturday against a, a team in 20th and a 21st in the away league table? Uh, yeah, uh, no, it's one of those games, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it is. It's... it's... <sighs> The thing is, it's another one on paper where we should, you know, especially at home now with the with the flipped form that we've we've, we've had lately. Um, what is it? Four clean sheets in the last five, and, and the fifth was was 
obviously the Burnley game, which, you know, if you keep a clean sheet against Burnley, you've done phenomenally well. So, um, you know, we've been strong defensively. The Rotherham have that many attacking talents that can threaten us at the minute. I'd look at them and say, no, we've got ample attacking talents. So obviously, 2-0 Rotherham. Uh, the problem is, isn't it? It's, it's a team that's 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 down, you know, fighting to stay in the division, and, and it's typical City. In you're saying what? they haven't got any attacking talents. They've oh. got Tom the absolute legend, the jungle cat that is Tom Eaves. He don't start. <laughs> he doesn't well, let's start talk about the Rotherham fans uh. hate him. The man is only twenty goals off his twenty goal record, and. Um, Target for this season. For, the season yeah. for, for audio listeners, we've now got Tom Eves photoshopped on a traditional image of Jesus. Of Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume both fans, or maybe just whole fans, actually are going to be shouting Eves every time he gets near the ball, even if Only he gets on. Only if we're five nil up and he comes on. Yeah, but I think I'd do it even if it was nil nil because you know he's a cult hero. Yeah, right? You know, Paul Rotherham will win 1-0 and it'll be Tommy Zedder in the 88th minute. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> Although he never seems to score well goals or headers. So um, really, I'm not sure that that's going to be that much of an issue. Um, and I think the other striker they've got, uh, Connor Washington, is the lowest rated striker. They've got uh, Dugal, haven't they? Yeah, he's got yes. a few. He scored a few the other week against uh, QPR. I think. <laughs> so uh, that ruined your argument average. there. Okay. I mean, yeah, the thing but is, he scored two. All, yeah. all season. More it's than really not that, that is two more than he's 18 closer to the target, Tommy, you've set himself. But <laughs> well, we, we can't be too mean I, for him I, to be optimistic, right? And, yeah, and I agree. I agree with Adam, to be fair. I think it's one of those games where we should we should smash him and it'll be a tricky game. Because they'll probably likely sit back like most teams do when they've come here in recent times and will struggle to break them down. Yeah. Whereas so obviously the reason the reason the belly game was so good is because they were open. And they play a similar way to what we want to play, and it allowed us to be open as well. Hmm. Yeah, Alex has said uh, he scored. Uh, he yep. scored hat trick against us. I think he's got like four or five goals uh, at Rotherham Stadium, but none of them have been for Rotherham, which is really depressing <laughs> for him. Um, yeah, so that's not it's really the worked kind out. Of game that that you hear, well, that, that managers would hear. Um, you know, mm. towards the end of the season, when when you've got sides that are fighting for the lives at the bottom yeah, or fighting, they're, for the they're the teams you don't want to play. And Rotherham are unfortunately one of those that are, have have, have got something to try and fight. Will do all right. mm. I think. Well, yeah, you look, you look at the bottom, but it, the, the results are weird, aren't they? Like Wigan's improved. The yeah, number, and now they've got the point deduction, so they're near enough out of it. Then you've got Huddersfield that. It's, it's Warnock, so you don't know. He might pull off a miracle in the last few games. I Well, I hope it's QPR. QPR yeah. are falling like a brick like we did. It's, you know, it's... it's, just, it's, it's they're, all, they're all fighting for their lives, aren't they? And if, if, if we play similar to what we did at Reading, you open yourselves up to a defeat. Because you, yeah. you, you've got to take this game um, as you would, you know, earlier on in the season, as though we were trying to fight to get into the top six. You've got to go into this now with effort and endeavour and if you don't, then Rotherham players will, you know, win that physical battle and make it difficult for us. Think about Barnsley. It's a very similar situation to Barnsley next season. Uh, last season, sorry, where we we did um, cheaper tickets. Loads of fans came in, you know, a, side, uh, a team below us that were really, really struggling. And then they came over and turned us over 2-0. We played absolutely terrible. It's it's mm. it's just one of those occasions that, that 
as a City fan, you're just naturally worried about. But if we play to, you know, how we should and know we can play, then well, we could bury them. So Hopefully it's like the away game was, hopefully, to an extent. And Ryan Longman scores. I'd love that. Yeah, because well, we played <laughs> really good football there. Well, I'm I'm sure you'd like it if he did score, rather than he, he scored than no, no one, right? I enjoyed that game very much because it finally broke my betting of Greaves scoring first, and I got many um, pounds for that. Of course, of course, and that's the third time, isn't it? Oh, hasn't Greaves scored first four since. times this season? Yeah, so he's yeah, made, since. Yeah, they've made lots of money, yeah. But I guess and uh, diminishing returns after that point. Yeah, 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 it tends to Macca now. Macca's the next one. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Macca Jones, who's normally the lowest scorer one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, do we think we'll we'll win? Because I think it might be a bit of a tight game, uh, similar to, uh, I mean, who, who was I talking about it? Uh, I guess Reading, that they're going to sit back. But, it, yeah, it probably is going to be a, like a Blackpool or a Huddersfield or a Cardiff game uh, where we perhaps just, you know, can't break them down. So I might go 1-0. Ryan Longman goal, obviously, but uh, and what, what do you think? Uh, we're not scoring many goals lately, but we should be right. I think the the two week international break will have done them good. I think uh, coming into this game, it was something that was probably needed because I think that the quick turnover yeah. of games didn't do us any favors in trying to you know get any momentum. So you know, a, a lot more time on the training ground, a, a lot of players maybe work off some niggles they had and come into this game raring to go kind of thing. So right. I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 City. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, oh, I've gone 1-0. Will, are you going to go 3-0 like you have done the last few weeks? Well, of course I am. Wonderful. You're wrong uh, not to. Um, Longman hat trick. Th- um, I'm going to go for the... Uh, I think Oscar will get one. And I think it'll be... Um, Malcolm will finally get one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cal Dalla. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, I, I think it's more likely well, that maybe Pelkas will score a, a beautiful now, diving header, uh, <laughs> leaping like a salmonella. Because no, of the food poisoning. No. <laughs> if this was live, that'd be removed. Oh. Um, I think now we've all predicted a win, guarantees a Rotherham win. Yeah, probably, probably. But uh, something that we always guarantee at this sort of time of the episode is the combined lineup. So uh, it's 10 Hull City players and uh, Ogbene, who is a Rotherham winger, because I think uh, wingers are always a problem position for us. I know we've had Slater, he's on the left wing. Um, so it's basically just, I think, you know, a standard or maybe the lineup for Reading. Uh, plus Ogbené at right wing. He's got seven goals from the wing this season. That's pretty good. None of our... I mean, only Oscar's scored more than seven goals this season for City, so I think can't be any complaints about that. But, well, are you going to have any complaints, anyone? <laughs> I want to. Go, go on, then. I, What's wrong? I can't. You can't? This might, first, this might be the first time where your 11 is actually correct. I don't know, you can make a case for Ebuway on the wing instead of Slater, maybe. You can, but he scored a few goals as that better, to be fair. Yeah. And Slater scored in the last match. so From the central know. position. Yeah, I, I don't That's think... The only issue I'd say is you're playing Slater at left wing and I don't like it. No, I guess, but otherwise it would be too fan, maybe. Because I think Ebuway of the last three or four games, well, it's since been great. Burnley, definitely, he's been our probably best player. 
Mm. He's looked very lively. Yeah, he's desperate he for a goal. He he's has. desperate for a goal, he isn't he? But I'm not going he to admit. Triore. I'm never going to admit to just forgetting that Ebi Way exist uh, existed. You know, when I was making that, I would never admit to that. So um, it's just gonna. I'm just gonna have to stick with the fact that I thought Regan Slater. You know, he deserves Take it accountability. He and he's got a few goals and assists, so he's done all right. And Ebi Way, he's just played well in what two games, maybe. So uh, you know, I think Ogbeni probably deserves to be in there instead. Um, I guess. We can mention, um, as Ant's wearing his England shirt, we can mention that England had a pretty much perfect international break. Uh, well, I guess 75% of the performances um, over, you know, of the halves. We had an awful second half against Italy, conceded. Um, Maguire made a few mistakes, which is, a, you know, of course, he used to play for City, so it's sort of never really pleasant for me to see. I, I want him to do well. But, I mean, not much to talk about. Just a solid one against Italy and Ukraine. Uh, well, you had sort of mixed emotions about the win against Ukraine, didn't you? Not really. I was happy with the one. I just wanted to wear a, a Ukraine shirt to wind people up. Yeah. Well, it it's, uh, certainly winds me up because I always want England to yeah, win. That was the main. That was the main point of it. Yeah. I guess if England, you know, if Sweden had to beat England in the World Cup or something, so they got through, but England were already qualified, I guess I'd be happy with that because I like Sweden as well. But that's probably got less justification um, in Ukraine. There was one thing I, I got quite annoyed after the Italy game because I was I was a bit upset with how negative England were. Mm. But they were, even though they were a bit more, they were good defensively. They were very good defensively. The only time Italy actually broke through them was the error that was made, which feels very Hull City at the moment. Yes, and um, in that. The Burnley game, for example, the, all three of their goals came from us cocking up and they didn't really create much outside of that. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think it was uh, two very solid performances, except perhaps some of the second half. We didn't really attack against Italy, but uh, it's been... So, um, Jack Grealish been... missed the worst sitter I've seen in a while and it should have been three and a half time and out of sight. Yeah, well, on the commentary, they tried to say that was a difficult chance. I haven't seen it back, but uh, it was pretty easy to make. It was an open I'd goal from like that. six yards out. Yeah, yeah. It was on the volley, I guess, but, you know, it could have smashed that in easily. So, uh, He's, How much did he cost? A uh, hundred million pounds. So he can't, he can't side foot a ball into an open net? No, clearly not. Clearly not. Um, I'm getting absolutely slaughtered in the comments uh, with the combined <laughs> lineup that Rotherham's keepers statistically been the best in the league. He well, he plays for Rotherham. He right. plays for Rotherham, so I can't include him. Uh, Darlow is definitely better because he plays for us. Um, and then you Alex know, Lancaster. No, completely right. What are you doing? Stop yeah. doing it now. Alex has pointed out that I like Sweden and Johansson's Swedish, the Rotherham goalkeeper, but didn't include him. But I like Darlow. Darlow's good. You know, Darlow in the middle of our goal. You know, it's a good chant and all That's that. Not even so. a chant. What, what is it then? I'm not going to do it. Oh, cool. I'll tag you in it. I'll tag <laughs> me in it later then. But uh, I don't think there's, there's much else to talk about. Um, hopefully we come back after a fantastic win uh, against Rotherham. You know, a few goals, another clean sheet, and we can move on and have a, a bit more positive end to the season because somehow we've... Is it one win in eight now? It'd be nice to have a few more in the next eight. So, um... I don't think there's anything else to mention. Thanks again for listening and commenting. And that's goodbye from... Oh, and do you have something? Go on. Yeah, so obviously um, we did the Hair Game 2 episode the other day, which was recorded. It wasn't live. Um, We will post that on 
the, you know, I would say Sunday, Monday time-ish. I'll, I'll try uh, it up on Sunday dinner time-ish. Yeah, so if, if there are any women watching or guys, obviously, that might want to listen to it, it's just basically going to be um, Kirst, who is one of the advocates for her game two at City, um, former Spurs ambassador for him as well. But um, she's just going to basically do lots of different episodes, which are planned um, based on all different aspects of the campaign. And, you know, some will feature, you know, people from uh, women that attend games, some might have footballers on, some we might try and get, obviously, a couple of the City reps on and, and just chat about various things. Keep your eyes on them ones because they'll be good episodes. And we also have um, uh, an update on the website now. So, obviously, um, we've got a big update in terms of it should actually go live next month. So, keep your eyes out for, obviously, written content and things like that. And we are we are still looking for people if you want to get involved. So, if you want to try your hand at writing some city content, football content, anything like that to do with, you know, blog style entries, match reports, anything like that, just get in touch with us and we'll see if we can sort you out. Okay, all very well said. You, you've saved me there, Ant. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back again next week. Bye-bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.